Welcome to the Your Fearless Journey podcast with Becky, Kat, and Heather, where you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Hello, welcome to Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Kat, and Heather. We're here to come alongside you so you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Oh, man, it's still New Year. It's halfway through January already. Have Yikes. you given yeah. up on life yet? <laughs> don't. Please, please don't. We haven't because of you, because you're here. <laughs> so you don't give up either. That's right. Take you're our purpose. Yeah, you're totally our purpose. And, um, and, and that's why we come back week after week after week and give you everything inside of ourselves that we've been through so that you can get there with more f- courage, less fear, and less pain, less yep. anxiety, less, <laughs> yep. less having to go through it yourself. You can just learn from our experiences. Yep. So take heart, my friend, because that's what this session is called. Yep. Take heart, part one. There's going to be multiple parts because there's a lot to say about living your life wholeheartedly and what that looks like. Tell us, Kat, what does that look like? (laughs) Good morning. I'm so excited because this is just something that we love to do so much. And um, getting to do this is a a total honor. And living your life wholeheartedly, I don't think that we understand that completely as humans. Your heart, on one hand, the physical side, is your lifeblood. <laughs> like it is pumping the blood through your Literally. veins yeah. to keep you alive. If your heart stops pumping the blood, you die. So on the physical side, you're living 100% authentically you because if you weren't, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. The other side is the emotional side of our heart. So what happens is we go through life and we go through these experiences and things happen to us that cause us to start building the walls, cause, cause us to, uh, you know, it causes a, us pain. And we run from that. We learn our lesson and decide, I don't want to ever want to feel that pain again. So I'm going to put a wall up and I'm just going to block that out. What happens when we do that is we begin tearing, as we build the walls, we're crashing down pieces of ourselves pieces of who we are that make up the entirety of living our lives wholeheartedly. And what I mean by that is we can't just live using half of our heart, the physical side. We have to use the emotional side. We cannot build walls. We have to open ourselves up to possibly be hurt, to possibly have to learn something the hard way. That is the only way that we're going to grow. We don't grow as much when things are all handy dandy, wonderful, life is great, everything's going smooth, we're hitting goals, we're being a great mom, we're being a great worker, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Things are going great. We can still grow in those times, but it's when we're in the hard times, in the pain, in the fire, in the refining moments where we actually do the most growing. And those are the times that we've got a, we're at a, um, crossroads. We've got a choice. Mm -hmm. We can choose to one, put a wall up and never have to feel that pain again, which isn't true, but (laughs) we think that at the time, or we can choose to really dig into why we got to the point where we are 
why we feel the way we do, how we don't want to feel that way again, and take the lessons from what we've experienced, this life experience that's hurt so bad. We take the life lesson from it, move forward with the good lessons and leave the crap in the past Mm -hmm. and then allow that pain to grow us in exponential ways so that we know we're protected as far as our control is anyway, we're protected from having to go through that again. You know, we can't control what other people do to us. People hurt us, you know, pe- hurt people, hurt, hurt people, people, man. Hurt people. Yeah. And people be lifing, you know, and yeah. so their lifing just spills out, you know, people they throw it up people. all over yeah. you. Yeah. Life be lifing. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's the emotional side of us. We have to be able to live that out in a healthy way so that we're utilizing our entire heart. That's what living wholeheartedly means. You're letting, of course, your, you know, your lifeblood, it's pumping the lifeblood through you. So you're alive, but you have to open up the other side or you're never, you're actually never going to live unapologetically Mm -hmm. and wholeheartedly completely yourself. And you're never going to reach your full potential Mm -hmm. or you're Mm -hmm. never going to do what you were called to do, what you were created by the, the Lord of the universe to do. You have a mission. You have a purpose. You are here for such a time as this. You are here for a big part of God's master plan for eternity, mm-hmm. you know, and you are a big deal. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but I'm telling you right now, you're a big deal. And that's right. You've got to step into that. You've got to make the choice right now. I'm, I'm putting you at a crossroads right now. Are you going to sit there and put the walls up and protect yourself. Just start living in this or continue living in this mundane, boring day-to-day life, doing what you've always done, never growing, never moving forward, or never actually finding your purpose or or capabilities. Or are you going to say, you know what? I am important. I am here for a reason. And I got to figure out what that is or the top of my head's going to explode off. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) So... Are you living wholeheartedly? I will admit I'm still not even right now. I don't think, you know, I, I and I don't think it's something that we'll ever actually completely reach, but mm-hmm. it's just like our purpose, you know, um, and living fully ourselves. Yeah. It's the journey. Yeah. So when we're on this fearless journey, you know, together, so mm-hmm. we can do it together. We've got to start breaking down our walls and the things that we have um, put in place that we think is protecting ourselves because we're really hurting ourselves more than we are helping ourselves. So we've got to start learning how to take that down and working through them in a healthy way to be able to open up not only the life-giving side through, you know, pumping our heart, you know, and keeping us alive, breathing, mm-hmm. but but also our lifeblood of of who we are, the essence of us, our souls, mm-hmm. our personalities, our our um, emotions, you know, and, and our emotional being. Like we've got to open that up completely. And it's scary. It's terrifying because that is where we know that we're going to have to face pain and fear. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be diving deeper into that than in the next, this one and the next two episodes. We're going to break it into three. So it's going to be good. Kat, I got a, I got a story that goes along with this because really when you're talking about this, this is, this is what I'm, I'm remembering because you're talking about walls 
And and I talk about this in my book, Hello Courageous, which is now out, by the yes. way. A week today. Woo! So you can go to Amazon.com. Hello yep. Courageous, a gal's guide to delight, discover, and direct your divine life. And, and I, I tell stories in this book. And, and because, like you were talking about, we learn from each other's lives and our experiences, mm-hmm. right? So, but it, it reminded me of this story of, when I was in sixth grade and my best friend of three years turns on me mm-hmm. and her and this other girl, they, you know, give me the quintessential note in class where it's like, we're not going to be your friend anymore. And I talk about, I joke about the, you know, couldn't I got the note from the cute boy, like two rows over that said, I liked you. Do you like me? Circle yes or no. Like, yeah. That's a good <laughs> note. I want that yeah. note. But I get the one that says something so inherently wrong with Heather that we can't be your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. They be- defriended me. And then, you know, go home crying and eating boxes of macaroni and cheese and the powdered kind, because that is the good kind. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I spend weeks on the playground by myself where I go find another group to hang out with that were nice enough, you know, to let me befriend me in this moment. And they come back. How are we going to be your friend? And then they would repeat the cycle. And it happened three, four times that year. And so Mm. the next year I got new friends. Boom, problem solved. If I would have been your friend, they would never have done that again to anyone <laughs> else, much less you. I appreciate that. I know, to sit here and listen to it, I'm just like, and you know who you were? Yeah. So if you're listening because you're creeping around, yeah. seeing what yeah. Heather's now, doing, hey, now I, you better they, be glad we found Jesus and forgave you. They actually both did. They both did apologize, by the way. Really? Yes, they did. That is amazing. Well, we take it back then. Amazing. Ninth grade. (laughs) Really? I I moved from California, Oklahoma. Before I left, each of them um, had both, you know, on their own had apologized. Okay, I take it back. I I know, right? We take it back. Thank you. Thank you for being good (laughs) humans. Very normal, though. That's no, no, it's not. I never got that. No. Yeah, it is unusual. And but here's here's where the problem was. So I thought I was okay. Got a new group of friends. Everything's good. They're not rejecting me, right? But what I didn't realize is the wall that I had put up. So I had friends, mm-hmm. and I I'm always I was always very friendly, but I had this thing where I would only let you in so far, right? So they would never see the real me, mm-hmm. the authentic, wholehearted Heather. Nobody saw that. Mm-hmm. I hid that part of myself behind that that wall. And over time, it literally turned into like a Fort Knox size wall. Oh, yeah. That I had put up. And and that was one of the things that destroyed my first marriage. It caused me to not be able to have intimate relationships with people, to get close, to to be open and honest. And I couldn't do it. And I was mm-hmm. too afraid. And it took me decades to work through that and to bring down that wall. Um, And so, I mean, it is an entire section of my book that I talk about um, delighting in intimacy. And it comes down to delighting in intimacy with my Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is not only did this cause um, relationship blocks in with humans, you know, people, mm-hmm. but with my relationship with God, yeah. I was blocking him out as well. And so I would do all the things and I'd read my Bible and I'd pray and give and volunteer and all these things, but I couldn't get close to him. I felt so far away from God and I never could feel like I was close to him, even mm-hmm. though he was right there. 
I never felt it mm-hmm. because I was not living wholeheartedly, like right. you said. And I just wrote down, you know, uh, putting walls up, guarding ourselves affects us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And it wasn't until I learned how to bring down that wall that everything changed for me, mm. you know, in my personal relationships and then my, and mm-hmm. my relationship with God. It was, and it was really God breaking that, starting to break down that wall and then bringing other people into my life to help me start breaking down that wall mm-hmm. so that, that, that now, you know, I can have those those close relationships. Yeah, otherwise and they we can wouldn't see the real me. Yeah. We wouldn't have you now. No. I mean, we wouldn't no, know. Wouldn't. Yeah. Becky, what right. about you? What is your experience on the, you know, before we get to the cuz it's definitely important to get to the tools where, you know, oh, we yeah, got out of it. We got to fix it, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm just going to Yeah. hit a sledgehammer and take that sucker down. I wish it was that easy. Wouldn't that yeah. be nice? <laughs> it would so be nice. So but nice. what how, what's your experience or a story um so, about how you were putting walls up. And- yeah, I feel like probably my biggest one goes back to my marriage. So I just remember coming to a place where I, I just felt like nothing's ever going to be any different um, between Jeff and I. And so as long as it's going to be this way, I'm just going to. And I, I did. I put a wall up. At the time, I didn't realize I was putting a wall up. But to me and I didn't realize this was a pattern for me but it was oh they're not gonna hurt me no more Mm -hmm. he's not gonna hurt me no more got it and I continued to do that (laughs) for a long time oh that's how they are boop wall goes up nah they're not gonna hurt me no more and it wasn't necessarily like I would cut off a relationship with them it was more like what I was doing with Jeff it was just this layer of you're over here. I placed you over here. I'm over here. And we have this division between us. And as until in our situation, and every situation is different. But at the time, Jeff was not growing like he was not doing any work working on himself. He would never listen to a podcast like this. He would not be reading or, you know, like investing and doing that really hard work that we have all done and we're encouraging you to do he does it now today oh man yeah watching that transformation with (laughs) both of you guys oh so incredible so incredible yeah Yeah, his is yeah crazy so it's good I don't know I just feel like that's probably the time that I I can feel it the most is when I done that and from that you know you said cat it affects everything all areas virtually too um, because back then, e- even even doing that and then having to come out of it. So for so I'm just going to share this. This is kind of personal. But over time, over my fearless growth journey, I have done something and then it's not been quite it's not been quite right. So I maybe I maybe done something well, but then I put these walls up. So at that time, I was like pouring into myself, learning, learning, learning um, about personal growth and development. But I put this big wall up mm. and then I would go on down the road a little ways. And then I would be like, OK, now I'm going to, you know, I would be some, doing something really great. But my marriage would be 
in the garbage can again. Like, so I'm over here. um, And and I've lived a lot of my life that way, and which is not a good, healthy way to live your life. So if you're listening to this, um, get out the wheel. I have a wheel. I I know Zig Ziglar has one. Uh, Like, there's probably uh, tons of them. But get some balance in your life. Get some balance to help you take heart what wheel are you talking about not live in the ditches it's a it's a wheel where it's minus areas of your life i oh i have one i just call it the joy flow wheel and it's um like your spiritual your career your relationships it's like all the aspects of life because like for me if you're doing well in one but you're you left god out Mm -hmm. it's not balanced yeah can we put that in the show notes yeah for for sure yeah, 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 yeah it, for sure. I know Tony Robbins has one, and when he when he yeah, demonstrates he it, what I love, and you can do this with your same wheel that we're gonna we're gonna put in the show notes, is you put a little line where okay, I'm a two or I'm a eight or mm-hmm. I'm a you know in a, in my marriage, it's 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 a it's a one right now or it's a five <laughs> oh, right now okay. yeah, or yeah. in my career, you evaluate yourself. Yeah, yes. you're evaluating yourself. But what happens is because it's a wheel, if you connect those dots of all of them and go around the circle you can see some are really low some are really Mm -hmm. high but you look at it and you think about as a wheel if that were a tire on your car you're gonna be going uh, how well are you gonna yeah do you know what i'm saying yes it's not gonna you know because it's not balanced right it's not even yeah right it's gonna be rock roughy rough and rocky road right yeah so that's the concept of yeah, so definitely, I I suggest doing the wheel like multiple times a year, three or four times a year, because honestly, that's what I used. I done it a lot when I first started with like each new season, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's like yeah. A, once yeah. a quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, I've seen multiple wheels, you know, but yeah. I've never actually, you know, kept one in front of me so I could you revisit could, yeah. it and check yeah. and see where I'm at because we. Get, we what we realize is we're you know not paying enough attention to one area mm-hmm. and the next thing you know that's really where we're focusing and so we get on ourselves or give ourselves shame because we weren't focusing on another area mm-hmm. so then we go to that area um, but really what it is is you just revamp yes you know and yeah. go to whatever area needs that in- attention at that time yeah. yeah and it's just a never-ending like we just talked know, about it circle. last week yeah yeah that's why it's a circle. A circle is yeah. like like a wedding ring. You know, it's uh, what do they ending. say? It's never ending. Yeah. yeah. So the circle of of us is the never ending of either. Circle <laughs> of life. And it moves us all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I do have a whole. I have a like a whole lesson uh, on it. So I have a bunch of questions. We'll put it in the show notes. Sweet. I'll, I'll pull nice. that out. Yay! Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. I love it. Kat, how about awesome. you? Talk about your walls. <laughs> well. I would say my story is pretty different because I did not have any walls, so to speak, even on the healthy realm. Um, I believed the best in everybody. I thought, oh, I love them so much. They're not going to hurt me, you know, and and I just expected everyone to treat me the way I treated them. And I did not have good 
what's the word? Uh, good judge boundaries? of character. <laughs> I had no boundaries, no boundaries whatsoever. But I had no judge of character. Yeah, discernment. Uh, discernment. Yeah, I, I just was really, really naive. I think, and um, I just w- thought that the world would treat me the same way I treated them. And I'm very others driven, you know, and and have always wanted to just. Ex- see the best in everyone and let them yeah. see that in themselves, you know, and stuff like that. And so it's all it, roses it, and rainbows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. When, so when something would happen and someone would hurt me, I could not believe that that would happen. And I would be literally devastated, like yeah. to the point of depression, because I'm like, how could they do that? They, they, how can someone treat someone like that? You know, yeah. and I just would be like floored. But then the next relationship I would get in would be the exact same way. And I, I wasn't recognizing any patterns. I had uh, no idea. You just never did. Is it that you didn't stop to reflect on the patterns? Right. You yeah. just kept moving I never forward. reflected. I didn't okay. know how to reflect. I, I'm right, very right. future oriented, very right. driven. So I see way out, you know, the 100,000 foot view. But I didn't know that you had to look at steps to get there. You know, right. I had no idea. And that, you know, when you're in the plane heading towards that destination, that you got to look out the windows and see what's going on on your way, you know. And and I never Mm -hmm. did that either. I was just like an autopilot my whole life, I feel like. Um, And and because of that, I don't remember a lot of my life. Yeah. And I'm 47 years old. You know, the most of my life that I remember has happened in the last seven years of my life. Um, The thing that I did start doing when I realized okay, I'm tired of getting hurt like this. And I had gone through two horrific divorces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not allowing people to do this anymore. So I thought I'm setting boundaries. So I did whatever, learned whatever I had to, read everything I could, whatever, dug in the Bible, how do I set boundaries, all that, and learned how to basically live in the ditches and go polar opposite <laughs> of what I had done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyone who, I mean, they could like manipulating me could be the furthest thing from their mind or what they were trying to do. But if I thought for one second that anyone was manipulating me or anything like that, I was, oh, no, uh-uh, no. And I would just go off, you know, yeah. and I'd be like, you're not going to treat me like that. And um, I, yeah, so, I, so I brought up a bunch of walls being manipulated to thinking everybody was manipulating yes. you and th- the mm-hmm. ditches like you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was not looking at the good in them anymore mm-hmm. uh, or thinking the best of people. I was looking at when are they going to hurt me? I'm watching for signs, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and so. I became a really angry person mm. and I did have friendships, but like you were mentioning, Heather, I, I didn't open up to be my true self, you yeah. know? Uh, so they, they were getting a surface cat. Everything was fine. Life is great. Oh, hi, I'm good? so happy. Yes. Everything is wonderful. And inside I'm dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't even recognize that I'm dying inside, you know? Yeah. And so I, I feel like um, the worst that I've ever hurt was, you know, my, uh, one of my previous husbands, he, um, I didn't understand what was going on with our marriage just falling apart and him not wanting to be married to me anymore. And, Mm -hmm. and I do know my part in it now. Um, and I've explained that before, but at the time I had no idea what was going on and he was completely emotionalist about discarding me, you know, Mm. and I'm just like, what the heck, you know? And um, that ripped my soul out of me. Yeah. And that agony and that pain that I felt 
I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't breathe. I was laying on the floor sobbing in silence because I was sobbing so hard. Mm. And I'm an ugly crier and loud. Oh, me you too. Know? So <laughs> I, I was so, I was so um, just destroyed. Yeah. That I couldn't even make sound. And I don't even know how long I laid there before I could ever even get up. You know, he left and I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I never wanted to feel like that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I did whatever I had to do to to protect myself from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I did was I locked my I put not only put walls up to not be myself, but I put walls up to block out other people who were life giving people to me. Mm-hmm. And I so therefore I continued to surround myself with people who didn't speak life into me and yeah. weren't helping me be the best best version of myself. And when that happens, you're just stuck. That's how we get stuck in life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we're stuck in a part of life where we've got walls up and resentment that we've never worked through because we, you know, like me personally, I didn't even acknowledge it. You know, I had no idea what was going on. I thought I, thought I was protecting myself. Right. I'm good. Yeah. Then yeah. it doesn't just stay that way. It can it progressively gets worse over right. time, you know. And so I just started becoming this angry, feisty uh, ripping people down with my words person, you know, mm-hmm. if they even remotely bothered someone that I, especially if it was people that I loved or I cared mm-hmm. about. Like if somebody did anything to hurt someone I loved, I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and I would oh, rip them to shreds yeah, with yeah, my yeah. words. Myself, I didn't really care about, you know, as much. But if anyone hurt anyone I loved, you know, and yeah. I'm still like that, but I don't rip people to shreds with my words anymore. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a good growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is um, the thing is you all you not only progressively get worse, you also lock off who you truly are and the impact you're going to make in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The impact you're meant to make in the world. Yeah. I can relate to some of that cat, like just in the in some of the things you were saying. um, For sure. I can relate to that. But it is it is very true. The things that you're supposed to be doing, it it kind of keeps you from doing them. Yeah. For a while, I'd done a lot of confidence coaching, and I come to a point where I stopped because I was like, I am like, I have no confidence. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like, that kind of goes along with it. It does. I'd like to, you know, we we talked about okay, now we got these walls, you know, and mm-hmm. you were you're saying, you know, so how do we how do we work on this, right? Um, I think you had talked about it really in the opening where it's like you have to face the pain. Mm -hmm. And we all came to a point where we realized this this defense mechanism, these walls that we've been putting up in order to protect ourselves are not serving us anymore. But how do how do we do this? We had to we had to face we had to to admit and acknowledge that number one Mm -hmm. that, oh, I put a wall up. I'm not being my authentic self. I'm not living wholeheartedly. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, this is not serving me. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize, oh, I can't have intimate relationships because I won't let people in. Mm -hmm. They never see the real Heather, Mm -hmm. right? My first husband actually would even say when he would, um, he would comment, he goes, you're, you're different around your parents than you are with me. Because I would be like way more fun and I'd be doing puppet voices and accents and all kinds of stuff with my 
parents and mm-hmm. my dad especially because he speaks accent so <laughs> that's uh he doesn't know any languages but he speaks accent <laughs> and we just have a great old time right but my i would never in a million years ever do that with my first husband yeah me either because i was afraid of judgment mm-hmm. i was like oh he would i saw how he judged other people and i'm like i ain't doing that in front of him because he's gonna right. think it's stupid mm-hmm. right so we have to face the pain first in order to be able to realize, oh, I got a, there's a there's a wall there, mm-hmm. which is another Emperor's New Groove quote, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> example <laughs> examples of walls. I feel like we've kind of talked in general about walls and not being vulnerable and stuff. So like examples of walls that I can think of from my experiences, you will never see me cry. Mm-hmm. You will never see me down or yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I can do it all myself. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never need anyone else's help ever. Yeah. I think people can be afraid to uh, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, because if you see me as vulnerable, then I will be weak. Yes. You'll see yeah. me as weak. Yes. You yeah. know, or not being vulnerable. Like, you know, you, those people where it's like you feel like I'm like, they're a know it all. Mm-hmm. You, you know what people yeah. are talking about? <laughs> but in reality, what's going on is there's a wall there that says if they see that I don't know everything, then I'll be seen as incompetent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a wall that they've put up, you know? Or being judgment. Okay, so um, a minute ago you mentioned. The judgment? <laughs> something that Jeff has been, Jeff has been very judgmental in the past, mm-hmm. like, and it does put a damper on, like, for myself, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be judged, so I'm not going to do that. But here's here's what I really want you to hear. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God kept Jeff and I together. Yeah. I am, because he had a bigger, better plan. But here's the thing I want you to hear, is that it takes so much work so it's so incredibly hard to reverse some things that you've done if you've lived doing them all those many years Mm -hmm. so Kat and Heather you guys know this but it has been a process of me taking down those walls and I'm still in the process of allowing Jeff to allowing myself to be vulnerable and accept his vulnerability because it wasn't always there Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's been a challenge. Like, it's been a huge challenge, which leads me to, oh, my gosh, we could do a whole other le- like le- uh, podcast on this. But to be to come together as one, to be on the same page, like talk those things through before you ever, ever get married. Because um, if you don't, then you end up like Jeff and I were. And it becomes this lifelong process of, oh, well, he wasn't being himself and there was no vulnerability and there was no conversations like we're having right now with you with the world (laughs) um we didn't even have them intimately you know those kind these kind of conversations so it's very very hard to reverse something that you've been doing a long time i think it's also important to point out to to give yourself grace with this and i think becky you might need to hear this too because i do Mm -hmm. We don't know what we don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. The As younger you right. are, we don't know. Right. the young, which is exactly <laughs> why we do what we're doing. Right. We are sharing these life experiences with you because 
you know, if you're not in your 20s, you've got 20-somethings in your life, you know, or teens in your life or younger women, less experienced women in your life that need to hear these things. And maybe, just maybe, they'll hear them earlier in life than what we did, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that will save them a lot of heartache and pain and um, and, and troubles, you know, if they choose at the crossroads For sure. to... To better themselves, you know, and so I think we just have we've learned all this from life's lessons. And again, it's not living in the ditches. It's not that we've done something right or we've done something wrong. You know what I mean? Like murdering somebody. Mm -hmm. That's a flat out black and white. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. That's wrong. You know, but life, our journey in life and our fearless journeys are not our marriages, you know, our motherhood, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that are they are not black and white at all it's just no we learned that this does not work because it's going in the negative direction Mm -hmm. and and we got to figure out what it will take to get it going in a positive direction and that's what you and jeff have done and that's huge yeah yeah it has been a definitely a journey (laughs) yeah you know i was thinking i was going back to the pain thing and i was remembering there's when you're learning how to tear down a wall there's risk in that right Mm -hmm. And I can remember when, uh, so I'd gone gone through my first marriage, right? It was five years. It was a one year separation, and so this is this is after that. And Bob and I started hanging out, and by and then by this point, um, we were starting to date. And so a couple of years later, and my mom would freak out. If so, so let, let me let me set the stage here. So we all worked at a church. We worked in the youth department. Now, when I say we all worked in the youth department, this was we had twenty five hundred youth on a on a Wednesday night. So this is a very Ooh. large youth ministry. And so there was interns, and so there was interns, and then there was second year interns. And Bob was an intern, and then he became a second year intern. So in his second year of internship. The first years actually aren't able to date. So we had to wait until he was into his second year of internship. <laughs> we started dating. And he literally got permission from the leader that on the last day when they graduated, like, he could take me on a date. Like, because they, they already knew ahead of time, like, hey, mm-hmm. they like each other, you know. So Bob and I are dating. But then Bob would have to talk to people in the, and we're in this big, it's like open all there's glass all the offices were glassed and all the interns were out in this big one open area so you could see right from your glass window i was in an office my mom was in an office so we you could see the interns and so bob's got his desk and anytime like he'd be talking to a girl like my mom would call him into her office and have a conversation <laughs> with him and and like cuz she was worried she was worried mm. that i would get hurt again Right. Oh, so my mom's mm-hmm. over here worrying for me. And I literally had to pull my mom. Totally mama's... sounds like me. I totally <laughs> had to pull my mom aside. I'm like, Mom, you know what? I might get hurt. But if you're going to love, you risk that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to yeah. practice it to be able to accept it. And so I I had by that point, I, I hadn't fully let people in yet, but I was at least had gotten to the point of aware. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be willing to risk loving again, mm-hmm. being willing to want to take the wall down and let someone in, or I'll never experience love again. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Yeah. So what happens 
when you take the wall down, you let it in and it doesn't have the outcome you were hoping. You try again. Yeah. And some of it too is I think you learn going back to what Kat had said, I didn't have discernment mm-hmm. is discernment. Yeah. Discernment so it's is not huge. that you just pull the wall down and go, hey, hey, hey everybody yeah. come on in. I did. So- <laughs> <laughs> I was and, way down okay, in that ditch. <laughs> so like, so with Bob, for instance, I sat back and I watched him mm-hmm. and I watched his character and mm-hmm. he, I watched how he talked to people. I watched how he talked to his mother. I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched. Yeah. So it was like I let the wall down slowly. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. willing to to try. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, I didn't fully even let down the wall even with Bob until multiple years into our marriage. Yeah. You know, and that's a whole other story. But yeah, it's that I think it's 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 watching. So it's using discernment mm-hmm. that you don't have to let just everybody in. Right. Some walls, I think, are okay. Yeah. There are certain people yeah. you should not let in. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there are, some, yeah, there have been are, some that. They're not going to be safe to, that for don't you change. to give them yeah. your heart. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I watched him. I, I watched his character. And then, so it was a slow process. Mm-hmm. We were very much a slow burn in our relationship as far as like falling. And that's falling good. Yeah, that is good. That's how Bob Nick and I, I were too. not fall in love. We grew in love. Grew in love, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's how you find your soulmate. So many times people think that you just see each other and there's a soulmate there and boom, you're I in love. I saw and her across the no, room. And... You make your soulmate. You yeah. grow, you grow your, soulmate. your soulmate. Yeah. That is soulmate. so yeah. good. Jeff and I, it was love at first sight. Fatal attraction. <laughs> and you see how Tractor that beams. worked. Almost yeah. fatal <laughs> right? attraction. Yeah. So yeah. Now, I will say, like, for Bob and I, there was synergy there. Mm-hmm. There was this energy. But I didn't just go full on in and, like, here's to my heart. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, was, it was the slow burn. And we just, so we grew in love. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this is a fantastic future episode. Yeah. Oh, so let's whole, not share any more yeah, of the wedding married. stuff yet yeah, I do or too. marriage stuff because I think we um, need to do a podcast on finding people who are the safe place for you to be able to trust and build up, you know, or, you know, be your true self yeah. like that because we've all three got that now, you know, and, and it, but it took us a long time to be able to do that yeah and so um we're like that in every relationship but it's very very important to be willing to be vulnerable yes and then recognize if the person is a safe person or not and then continue moving forward because one thing that i've found and this might be a part four maybe i don't know (laughs) but um one thing that i found is not only am i not authentically being me when I wasn't being vulnerable and all that, but I was also not doing what I was created to do because I wasn't serving others. My heart, our hearts mm-hmm. are to serve other people. That's what we're passionate about. That's mm-hmm. what we care about. It, no matter what area of life we're in, this, you know, our business, this podcast, um, our families, our children, our husbands, our besties, you know, and stuff like that. Like we serve our life is serving others, you know? And so when we're not doing that, so many people in the world are not getting the love of Christ that he yeah, right, created them to be able to see through us, you know? Yeah. And that's 
that like is gut wrenching. Yeah. All you gotta do is think about some other people. Think about yeah. other people for a minute. Yeah, and then you get yourself in, on track. Exactly. If you're stuck in a funk or not being happy with what you have in life, you know, or who you are in life and stuff like that, start serving other people. And I'm talking to myself right here, right now too. But even if you think, oh, you're not making a difference, I can. I, there's a lot of stories of a lot of women who had kids who went on to do amazing things and they played a huge part in their life. And that's the reason why. So yeah, even thinking about others being just your kids. Yeah. And I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I have failed. (laughs) I have failed as a mother. I have failed to. Yeah. All all, of us have. What are you talking about? So this is frustrating. I know this is off topic, but I'm I'm rolling with this one because I have a story (laughs) from the other day. I'm talking to Evan. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was actually thanking me. So my, my son, Evan, is 15. Aww. The ninth grade. Is the awesomest he, kid ever. Yeah. He is a great kid. He is I, a great I kid. I love that kid. And he'll come home from school and we'll get to have some conversations sometimes, like, before the girls get home. And this particular day, he was just thanking me for um, the lessons that I would teach him because he's in he's in a lot of special ed classes and... So there was a particular kid that was having some outbursts, okay, some, some you know, behavior issues. And Evan recognized that, and he was like, he, he saw what the problem was and how, could, how to fix it. He's like, Mom, he was making a small thing into a really big thing. Aww. I was like, well, that's a good observation. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. And so he actually thanked me for just the teaching and training and things that wow because we have a lot of conversations with him about responsibility Mm -hmm. and and growth and you know so we do a lot of stuff we talk about on the podcast like i'll have little conversations with evan and bob will bob will have conversations with him and teaching moments are the best yeah Mm -hmm. they're far and few in between sometimes and (laughs) you got to do it really quick (laughs) they have a short attention span but those are the best but he really enjoys those times Mm because i think you know part of it is just time with with family too you know what i'm saying so and I, i don't know what brought this on but i said you know, I really appreciate that, buddy, because there's a lot of times as a mom, I felt like I failed you guys. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> never thought that, mom. I've never thought you failed us. He's like, why do you think that? You know, and I just, I shared, shared a couple things with him about, you know, because they had speech delays and stuff. So it was like, I was never the mom that was like, here's your scriptures you need to memorize. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and there'd be these other kids that, that were like half his age and were like, spewing off all these scriptures and I'm like and you know mine wasn't my kids couldn't really yeah Mm -hmm. and um he's like mom but you taught us the most important things you know and he just loved on me and just shared oh my gosh I was just the sweetest moment I was so yeah thankful for it now I tell you that's the one that right there should be if nothing else if you never had anything else in life or accomplished anything that should be worth that was gold gold it yeah. was and you'll it get it gold. you'll get it like i know um you know we as as moms we all struggle with our kids you know and have differences with them and mm-hmm. you know they may think we're annoying or whatever or yeah. we're different from them so they just kind of well i'm going to go do my own thing you know yeah. and yeah. but they will come back 
And yeah. um, like, you know, my kids, my two oldest ones are 24 and 27, and they both in their own way have told me mm-hmm. really great things like that that have yeah. assured awesome. me that I didn't completely ruin them. You didn't totally That's blow awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, yeah. I think if your kids have a relationship with you at all, yeah, you didn't, that, you didn't that totally, blow it. totally blow it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I found that out. I found out that if my kids are mad at me or, or we get in a fight or they don't want to talk to me or whatever, I'm safe enough for them to be able to do that. Like my daughter had to set a hard boundary with me because I was talking about her dad and stepmom, which we get along great, you know, and I love, I'm very, very fortunate to have a, a a wife, you know, of my previous husband, his wife that, that loves my kids, like her mom, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get that. They don't always get it. Yeah. yeah. And so I am very happy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I am very happy that she cares about my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, but in, in blended families that happens, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. And so even, you know, and of course it's around the holidays and who gets this time and who gets that time or whatever. And I started saying something about, well, wait a minute, you're going to be, you know, out of town for seven days with them. And then you, and then, then they get this and that. And And she's like, she just like got super angry and yelled at me for like five minutes straight. And I let her, I was really mad. And it took everything inside of me to tell her, thank you for setting that boundary with me. Thank you for letting me know. And I'm sorry. It took everything mm-hmm. inside of me to drop my pride because I wanted to be like, well, you don't know the body. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no oh, kidding. My right. face was I'm so celebrate hot. you right yeah. now. Yeah. I know that, was, that had to have been a hard thing. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just thinking about my cheeks are getting hot. <laughs> They're still getting hot. Because that was the hardest thing to to swallow my pride right then. Right. But but I even got to say something. I mean, that was six months ago, eight months ago, whatever. And and I got to say something over the last or right right before Christmas. You know, she had to set boundaries with somebody else and and um, kind of did the same thing. And I was like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for setting for boundaries doing that. with me. Yeah. When you had to set boundaries yes. with me, because now I know. Now your and I's relationship is better because I gave you the safe space to be able to do that. If yeah. I would have gone off yes. on her and been oh, like, "Oh, honey, don't even," you know, yeah, then that would have she would that would have put a wall yes. up, and I would never yes. have the relationship yeah. that I have with her now. And I was I was just fixing to ask. So after effect, how did she? How was your next conversation? Um, I mean, there was a few days in between us talking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, I don't like awkwardness. So mm-hmm. I said or so I have the tendency to act like, oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. my my normal goofy self or whatever, just to break the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I did it. But um, yeah. but later on, I mean, there's always those teaching moments that pop up mm-hmm. and I was able to take one really quickly with her and tell her because I never thought that I would ever be able to have a close relationship with her because she has shut herself down so much Mm -hmm. that she literally has been emotionless, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's had some really hard hurts. Yeah. Big time hurts in her life. And I I didn't think I would ever get to be the mom who had that relationship with her daughter. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now we talk like almost every single day. I think, think, you know, I know, I know at first it sounded like we went off on a, you know, total absolute rabbit trail, but really that just came back around to walls Mm -hmm. and you faced the pain Uh 
you know, and and that allowed you to have what you have with your daughter mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. you know, because and you be wholeheartedly yourself, and be wholeheartedly yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think that was a beautiful example of that. So thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's Take Heart Part One. And we're going to keep going, man, because this is just too good. Next week, we're going to talk about taking heart, living wildly inspired. And what does that look like? What does it look like for you? Uh, to be able to, when you do start taking those walls down and you've got the the old habits you're breaking and the new ones that you're creating, what does it look like when you begin that living wildly inspired journey as far as, you know, it's hard to start something new. It's hard and painful to revamp things in our lives that we've been doing all of our life. Like Becky, you mentioned earlier, you know, um, your whole marriage for 20 years or whatever it is, you know, you guys have been living in this not so healthy way, you know, and Mm -hmm. so it's been very painful to get to a healthy place, but you do get to a healthy place. So we're going to talk about how to get from the unhealthy to the healthy and live wildly inspired throughout it all becoming your true authentic self. Thank you so much for listening. If this has touched you in any way, if you feel that you have literally been spoken to, it's because we are speaking to you. There's others that need to hear this message. There's other friends and women in your family, in your friend group, in your world that need to have the same aha moments and the same wisdom spoken into them that you have had here. And so we want to come alongside every woman and walk the, her fearless journey with her. Uh, share the love. Share the link to the podcast. We want to hear from you, too. Feel free to reach out to us and share your stories. Share how this podcast has changed your life. How us sharing our life experiences and our stories has helped you in any way. Because that's what keeps us going, is knowing that what we're doing is really actually working for you. And um, we want to just connect with you. We're all connectors. We all want to be able to not just talk at you, but do life with you. So email us at yourfearlessjourney at gmail.com or contact us through the show notes and everything on, on Spotify or whatever listening platform you have. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Your Fearless Journey with Becky Cat and Heather. 